It's August 21st, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. Anyways, that was our intro song, and I that is my favorite intro song uh, year to date. Uh, do you know what the song is? If you don't, if you do, kudos, because it's a freaking awesome song. If you don't, you'll have to wait till the end of the episode to hear what it is. Uh, but kudos to Apostoli for creating another awesome intro. Welcome back to another weekly rundown, all you beautiful runners. As you may have been noticing... We are making some major improvements to our podcast. Uh, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We're still dropping these every Friday. And, you know, when we first started the podcast, we were putting out long-form interviews, and it was great. And then at the beginning of the year, we started our weekly rundowns, and we still were going to try to do our long-form podcasts and kind of have two different two different types of podcasts within this podcast, so many podcasts. But what we've been doing is, as you have noticed, we've just been front-loading the beginning of our episodes with our beautiful voices talking about running. And then the second half has been interviews with awesome guests. And we're going to continue to do that. And we're excited to continue to do that. We have guests lined up for the next two months. We have great people tied to our community. We're going to talk about different topics that are all over the board and people from all aspects of life. Um, we're doing a lot of fun stuff too, content wise. You'll notice that the cover art today is a lot different than what it's been. Uh, we're going to start posting more on social media. Apostoli and I just had a brainstorming session before this. So we're hoping to just continue to rip more content because we want to make this the best, uh, platform possible. The cream city Pacers is going to be the best, uh, other stuff. Let's see here. We're launching some merch soon. Man, how many episodes have I said that we're launching merch? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we're launching merch soon. It is sweet merch. We're going to launch it. So you can DM me because I like when I get DMs saying, hey, you're going to launch that merch soon? And then I can reply saying, yeah, we're going to launch that merch soon. I'll keep you posted. Um, So it's exciting. And we wouldn't be here without you guys. You, the listeners, you Milwaukee runners, you guys are the lifeblood of our show, and we are going to need you to continue to help us grow. So spread the word. Tell your friends and family. You know, maybe next time you see someone on a run with their headphones on on the Oak Leaf Trail, just scream at them, hey, turn on the Cream City Pacers. You know, whatever we got to do to spread the word. We're all in it together. Have I done that before? Maybe. I'm not going to admit that on the podcast. (laughs) Anyways, we have a great show for you today. Apostoli is living that West Coast life, so he's going to talk about his run, which is pretty crazy. Um, You know, I have a couple things, I guess, that I'll chat about to contribute to the running scene this week. But Apostoli, your story will probably be better. And then we sit down with Scott Stowski, the director for the Lakefront Marathon, the race director for the Lakefront Marathon. I got to have that be proper. Uh, And we talk about basically from the beginning of the year till now, what they've gone through as a, you know, as a race group and uh, him as a race director and 
how they've what they've done to try to make the race happen and ultimately it's become a virtual race uh but don't say that like oh it's a virtual race it's actually really cool and we talk a lot about it and uh you can actually go register for the race registration closes this sunday but we'll get into that um today's show is sponsored by mimosa breakfast and brunch and i know a lot of you might be running right now you might be raking raking your yard even though it's summer You might be painting, you might be doing some manual labor, you might be cleaning your house. And this is where I just want to let you know that all that hard work, it should pay off at Mimosa where you can just sit down and air conditioning, have a nice cup of coffee, maybe a Mimosa, maybe a Bloody Mary. I don't know. Are you a Bloody Mary person or are you a Mimosa person? It doesn't matter at Mimosa because they have both. You know, get an omelet, a skillet maybe, a side of pancakes, some mimosa, Mimosa potatoes, Ooh, you got to get the Greek yogurt. Oh, it's so good. There's honey drizzled on that. Mmm. Mmm. Maybe a waffle. And if you're not in the mood for breakfast or brunch, don't worry. Their cheeseburgers are to die for. And their french fries are next level. So if you're hungry from listening to this, then head over to either one of their locations in Franklin or Brookfield uh, to have some mimosa. And speaking of mimosa, hey, Apostoli, welcome back to another weekly rundown. What's up, Alex? I'm glad this is not a uh, YouTube uh, cross-platform cross thing because you would, I'm red. I'd be red. Not from the sun. <laughs> not from the California sun. But from... From, from blushing. From, from all the blushing. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Hard things in Milwaukee. Well, hold on. So a little... Uh, story behind that one so when we got off our interview with scott scott's like you know every time i listen to your episode i'm always doing something whether i'm like painting the house or cleaning the gutters and you guys talk about mimosa and how good it is and i always get so hungry but i'm not in a place where i can go have it uh because you know i'm doing something and i'm like all right so this week i'll make it especially savory for you so that's why um if you're hungry right now you can thank scott but how are things in Milwaukee? Things are things are good. Girls just turned two years old last weekend, so we had a great birthday party for them. Did a lot of celebrating. I can't believe the girls already turned two. Crazy. It's nuts. Nuts. They're running around now. They're becoming runners, finally. They can listen to the podcast now. Oh, it's so funny. When they run, like secretly Christina and I will stand behind them, and it's like, all right, Sophie doesn't really have a good gait here. She's kind of a little clunky. Like We're going to have to fix that up before she gets to middle school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but they are running. Sophie's now. the one that looks like you, so that makes sense. Oh wow! Yeah, you know what? My running doesn't look smooth. I've been actually trying to change that. I know a lot of people. I tr- I changed my running style a few years ago. You're supposed to run more in the balls of your feet. Did I really over exaggerate that? Yeah. Has maybe that led to some of my calf issues? Maybe. So I'm changing. I'm changing my running style again. As I'm training for a lakefront marathon, there's there's some fun facts right there for you, Apostoli. Sounds like we gotta visit our friend again, Nate Horning, of uh, Team Re- Rehabilitation out in Wabatosa. He helped us out a lot. Shout out to him. He does a great job. I don't know if he does any consultations anymore, or would he do it uh, over over FaceTime? Not sure. But I I need to see him again, kind of touch bases and see. If I've improved or because it's easy to fall into a uh, 
you know, kind of forget what you're doing and stop thinking about it and fall into old patterns. It's nice to have shoes that won't allow you to do that, like the ones that I use, the Escalantes by Altra. I cannot, I cannot fall with my heel anymore, but I bet you there's things in my, the way I stand and the way I move my arms and my waist that I could improve. So it's nice to go do a touch-up. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Helps. Like, I don't know if people actually go get their running form checked out. I think maybe that's kind of unique. Apostle and I went out to Nate a few years ago and got our um, our form checked out, and he, you know, he had a good conversation with us about heel striking and the long term effects of how that's probably not the best for you and can cause injury in the long term. Right? Maybe actually limit your running career because you. This is a a visual podcast so you can see my hands right now but when you heel strike you send all the energy up a straight leg instead of landing on the front of your foot with a bent knee where your you know your energy um, from impact can be absorbed into your ankle and your knee and your leg Mm -hmm. instead of just straight up to your hip anyways we changed our running form and now i fly on my toes i'm like a toe runner i like i'm over the top with it but in the last like four months so many people have been like dude alex it's time to change your form like go back to something else (laughs) (laughs) um yeah one uh, speaking of that you just explained what heel striking does uh our good friend uh and friend of the pod aaron pierce uh he he told me to do one thing to really understand why heel striking is not a good thing he said uh, try jumping up. Just stand while standing. Jump up. Uh, how do you land? I'm like, well, you land on the on the balls of your feet. He said, well, try doing the same thing. Jump as high, but this time land with your heels. And it's he's like, just imagine that over, you know, running a full marathon. What that does to your body. It's not obviously. It doesn't feel as bad. Just try it out. Make sure you keep your mouth closed, your 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 teeth clenched. Don't have your tongue sticking out. Or how about how about just don't do what I just told you to? We're gonna see a lot of lawsuits, but no, it definitely. Or Aaron Pierce is gonna get the lawsuits. By the way, um, another way, another way. Actually, I was told when people say like, "Why do you do that?" It's uh, I I will say, take your shoes off and go for a run. And with your shoes off, you will Which, you will not heel strike because it feels very uncomfortable and it's not natural. So the concept is, is cool. you know, you should run how your body naturally wants you to. And that's why yeah. shoes have have drops on them, right? Is because it compensates for heel strikers, and you can have a you can get away with a bad form because that's what the shoes are for. And that's one way, you know, ultra steps up and kind of wins that category because it makes you kind of run that minimalistic. Um, style so Altros, yes and and that's what Nate told me is like okay if you're running 5k's do I care if your heels dragging probably not just buy a shoe with a bigger cushioning but if you're going out and running marathons and you're putting out these crazy miles uh, during the week every week then you should probably fix your your gait but then again we have friends like Tyler Swaggerman who runs a two, you know, his PR is what, 230 something, 240 uh, in a marathon, and he heel strikes like crazy. So uh, then I don't know what, what we're talking about. 
Well, no, that's they, the thing. They were just <laughs> There's people listening to this right now who are like, what are you talking about? You guys are crazy. You're overthinking it. Just go run. And whatever. It's whatever fits you best. The one thing that stuck with me and why I did it is Nate asked me, he's like, how long do you want to run for? I'm like, well, I want to run till I can't like the rest of my life. And he's like, does that mean when you're 45, 50, 70? I'm like, yeah, you know, 70, 80, 90. And he's like, well, then you should change your form because if you keep heel striking, the odds that you can run longer go away. But what I've been experiencing in the short term is that I've been having more calf issues is because I'm putting so much pressure on the balls of my toes, which goes into my calf. So it's really, I need to figure this out again. But just like Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods changed his swing many times in his career and he's still good. So... He changes a lot of things. Anyway, we won't go into that. <laughs> wow. All right. I see where you're going with that. All right. So uh, let's jump into our running update segment. This portion of the podcast is presented by Thunderdome Running. Apostoli and I have been training for the Lakefront Marathon, and we are getting excited for the virtual challenge that the Lakefront Marathon has just put out. And with our training, we teamed up with Thunderdome Running, our boy, Matt Thull, who has created custom plans for us every four weeks. He gives us something new. So when he goes, Alex, you haven't been meeting your long run goals. He goes, I'll, I'll hit you up. I'll get you a better plan that'll fit you. And I'm like, great, just make them a little bit shorter and I can do them. <laughs> no, but Matt, Matt's great. He, you know, he's texting, he's emailing us multiple times a week. It's been great to have a partner. I feel like I'm not alone in this. I have someone who's there for me, whether I'm feeling injured, down, excited, motivated, like, He's been doing that, so it's more than just a plan. It's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a friend there. It's, it's it's support, right? It's you know someone that you know, like, hey, I need to get this done because I have to go report back on it. So, these custom plans, Matt will do a custom plan, five k, ten k, couch to marathon, whatever you're looking to do, um, Matt's there for you. So you can learn more. Head over to ThunderdomeRunning.com and tell Matt that uh, the Cream City Pacers sent you. So. What I've been waiting for since you posted this on Monday about running in the smoke in California. What is up with all that? <laughs> what is up with all that? Well, last week, if you heard the episode from last week, I was bragging about how there's no humidity here and it's like the perfect running weather. Even if it's 90 degrees out, it feels great because there's not that much humidity. And once you get into uh, shade, it feels good. But Man, I wake up one morning uh, and I keep giving uh, Coach Matt excuses galore, like I'm I am uh, I'm jet lagged or I'm flying or uh, the pipe broke at Mimosa and these are legitimate excuses. And he always says, "You know, you're not an excuses man. You're not the kind of person that makes up excuses." And but obviously I am. So I said, "No, today I'm gonna get up." Early in the morning here in California, I'm going to wake up uh, and I'm going to go for a run. And I wake up and there are these severe thunderstorms. And, and then when Maria, my fiance, wakes up, she, I tell her, you know, there was a thunderstorm. She's like, what? A thunderstorm in the summertime? That's not a thing. It doesn't happen in California, in this part of California in, uh, during the summer. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, and... And I said, okay, fine, I'll just run tomorrow. So I make up an excuse again. I text Matt. I said, hey, you know, can't do it today. Now it's too late. I got work to do, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> I got plans. So then next morning I said, this is it. I'm going to do it. So I wake up early again. And I'm, I am about to go out. And Maria says, what are you doing? 
I said, what, what do you mean? She's like, have you checked the weather? I'm like, it looks fine outside. She's like, check the w- forecast on your weather app. And I, and I opened the weather app and it says the conditions are, so you've heard rainy conditions, you've heard cloudy, sunny, hail, storm, whatever, snowing, right? Blizzard. I see for the first time in my life, and you, you can go onto our Facebook page and you can see it. The conditions are smoky. Because of that thunderstorm, there was this, all these wildfires that started because of the, uh, the lightning that was stri- striking left and right. Mm-hmm. So there are these fires, and because of the fires, it is smoky outside. And I go outside, and your eyes hurt because of how smoky it is. It smells like you're at the smoke shack. It's insane, and this is not even right next to us. And I said, this is it. No more excuses. Matt is right. Coach Matt is right. I'm not an excuses man. So I have this N95 mask. So I'm just going to put an N95 mask and I'm going to go out for a run. It's not going to be the long run that I was supposed to do, which was supposed to be like 10, 10 or 11 miles. I did 3K. Did it pretty fast for my standards. But it's crazy, man. What, you know, count your blessings in Milwaukee. It's maybe we got humidity, but we never have smoky conditions. <laughs> never going to have that. And the CDC does say that you should not run in uh, conditions like that, by the way. It, it is so can't be- a valid excuse. No, because it's building materials, it's construction materials, right? It's actual uh, wood that is being burned. And if you inhale it, it is going to uh, bother your lungs uh, and your throat. It And the N95 did a good job, but... I did wake up the next day with a little bit of a sore throat and my eyes did uh, hurt quite a bit. So I haven't run since because it is getting worse and worse, actually, as time goes by. So that's what's up from California. It's so enough with my rent. It's so funny when, you know, you look at your app, the weather app, and it's usually like sunny, cloudy, partly cloudy, chance of rain, thunderstorm, snow. And then you send that screenshot to me and it says smoke. (laughs) It's just super funny because we would never see that here. Never. So what's up? What's up in Milwaukee? What's How has up? it been? In Milwaukee, we've had some. So let me tell you, it's like a true Milwaukee summer, hot days, but really cool nights. So it's been great. It's been beautiful. The mornings we've been, Christina and I have been running a lot in the mornings, like switching off days to do our workouts. Um, so it's been cool. It's been it's been nice. I actually I this week is the first week where I finally feel like my base mileage by running, you know, the 30 miles a week and whatnot, I finally feel like strong. Where like my all my like our challenge days that Matt gives us are like at the end it's somewhere between seven and a half and nine miles. Like I had one um, Wednesday morning where I will just wake up. I wasn't even worried about it. I knew I had to do like cut downs for 1200s up to six of them, and then with some warm up and cool up miles. Like I just had to do it, and like it wasn't even like. I it was like a roadblock to do it so I feel like I'm getting there I'm getting into shape so I've been enjoying that the long runs still have been getting me because <clears throat> they're they're long runs right but I feel like I feel like training starting to pay off a little bit so I've been enjoying that I'm taking it in this week will that change next week probably but for now I feel good well I'll be back then so if you need a a, a buddy to make you feel better about walking during your long run <laughs> That's I'm uh, your guy. Uh, that was so two weeks ago. 
<laughs> Dude, it's crazy how much the heat just knocks you out. Like literally when I did my cha- challenge workout, it was so, I mean, what, it was like 60s? maybe seven like 60s it's like it's so so much of a difference on your body i am just not a warm weather human runner like christina she thrives on it she's so good at it like it doesn't affect her like they say after what like 80 degrees every degree you should take like 10 seconds off your pace or whatever it is right not for her like it doesn't matter but so that's so funny by the way a few months ago right before summer right before spring you were talking about not you, how you could not wait for the warmer weather and that oh. that's what you prefer so we'll we'll, we'll, we'll hear about let, this again let me tell you <laughs> i know don't i love summer i love summer i love it every day hot make me sweat i will appreciate it because winter sucks i hate the cold i hate the snow um so i i'm I, all i'm saying is i'm not good at running it it doesn't mean i don't love it and i'll take it all in because there's nothing better than after a sweaty run sitting in the kiddie pool and cooling off <laughs> with a mimosa or a Bloody Mary. It depends what you like better. The French fries. <laughs> the French fries. Cool. Well, I can't wait for you to get back to Milwaukee here so maybe we can get some runs in together. Uh, but for now, let's, uh, let's jump into that interview with Scott and talk a little bit uh, about the Lakefront Marathon. And now on to my favorite part of the show, I'd like to welcome our friend of the podcast, making his third appearance on the show, Scott <laughs> Stowski, the race director for the Lakefront Marathon. Scott, welcome Woo! back to the podcast. Third time. Is that a record for everybody or what? Yeah. So I actually was, I had that scripted out, but I think Patrick <laughs> has been on three times as well. So you and Patrick own the top spot, which is... Uh, what? pretty sweet Let me check honor. my schedule and see what i'm doing next week <laughs> we do it every week we need to fill spots the, we need to fill spots it's the only way i can beat patrick <laughs> <laughs> anyways so we are here to talk the lakefront marathon it has been a roller coaster of a year from all the way back to january when we had the lakefront marathon kickoff party which we were there rocking um to COVID hitting to is the race gonna happen um so kind of like take us back to the beginning of January and where we thought this race was going to be because we're going into our second year of kind of the revamped Lakefront Marathon with that Summerfest finish. Um, so let's start there. Yeah, okay. Well, I think let's actually go back just even a couple months before that because um, we were blessed with some great weather for the uh, the, the 2019 race. And um, I think word got around big time that not only do we put on a safe and uh, cost-effective race that people seem to enjoy, but the after party at Summerfest seemed to be like, okay, they've dialed it in, they've got it going, let's make sure that we do everything possible to sign up for this race. And so we had our kickoff. Uh, it was a great event down at Lakefront Brewery in January. Uh, the excitement was really there. We gave out some great prizes. We did everything that we uh, thought that we were going to do to uh, put on a record year. And um, yeah, the the numbers started coming in. Registrations were way up. Like I'm talking like 30, 40, 50% uh, week to week over the uh, the year before. So obviously uh, we were very excited about it. We were, had some great uh, premium items that we were thinking about because it was our 40th running. Not to be confused with 40th anniversary. Because there is We're going to do like what the Packers did. You know, it's the 100th season. And then the year after it's the 100th anniversary. 
So, well, so we didn't blow everything. What's the we, difference from that again? I feel like I've asked you this before, but I don't. What's no. the difference between it? To me, they sound the same. Yeah. Well, when you um, when you when you get married, technically, that's uh, that's that's your first that's your first year that you're uh, that you're married, and at the end of that 365 days is your first anniversary, right? Got so, it. So yeah. So we uh, we're, we're we're double banging, but um, yeah, this year obviously we lost out on our 40th running. So next year is actually going to be the 40th running and the 40th anniversary. And so maybe it was a blessing. I don't, yeah, not really. I'm trying to justify. <laughs> I, I, I like the positivity. I, I like the positivity. So, you know, the pandemic hit, you guys, obviously this is a fall marathon, so you did not have to come out and make a decision. I think races like Boston, you know, Grandma's, there was some of those bigger races that were earlier in the year that, tried to wait but obviously had to cancel so i felt like every month we were seeing like okay end of june july races are being canceled end of july august races are being canceled people are starting to to move i mean boston moved but you guys were like we don't have to say anything yet because who knows what october is gonna bring um so kind of what was it like on the back end of you guys i'm assuming you guys were trying to pivot like okay how can we make the least amount of people possible but still provide a racing atmosphere like what kind of was going on and i assume there was a lot not just with you guys but like permits and all that kind of stuff so man you're ready to be a race director you got <laughs> you know exactly what's all going on well i did was a race director for our virtual race which took yeah. no race director efforts but <laughs> the title was still there yeah the um you know i guess i I tend to be more on the positive side, and if there's a if there's somebody tells me that it can't happen, I'm just the opposite. I'm like, I will figure this out. I will do whatever I have to do. And so back in you know April, May, um, you know even June, I was just kind of like, you know, this is it, it's going to work itself out. It's got to work itself out. There's no way that Berlin, there's no way that New, you know New York, New Boston, they can't do this because the numbers are just way too huge. There's no way. So what I started probably in um, in June was uh, working with my team to uh, come up with an option A, an option B, and an option C. Option A was obviously, let's do this thing exactly the way we are. We've got the permits. We're ready to go. Option B was going to be more of a, uh, a controlled, um, you know, what do we have to do to minimize, um, to appease, you know, the people in the uh, the health departments and in order to be able to get the permits and, you know, and Summerfest, obviously. And then option C was going to be if we're, if we're reduced and have to do some type of uh, uh, cancel the event, what can we do in order to be able to make sure that the legacy kind of lives on and that we don't just dump, you know, like other races, hey, sorry, um, we'll give you a refund, but, um, you know, that's the end of the chapter. I, I, I still believe in, uh, you know, creating um, some excitement. So that's what we're, we're going to be talking about a little bit later. But when it came down to, you know, as we got closer and closer, other events were canceling. I still tried to hold out hope. And I know, I know from Facebook and other medias that there was a lot of people who were like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're just prolonging it. Why are you doing that? <laughs> well, it, the honest answer was because, A, I was holding hope, and, B, I was still working it. I was, I was making phone calls uh, almost on a biweekly basis with the North Shore Health Department, uh, with our medical staff that we have from... Um, uh, medical college in Fredert, and um, talking to the municipalities about getting permits. And believe it or not, I got permits. I wasn't able to get the parks department uh, to give us a veterans park. 
And with, when Summerfest decided that they weren't going to be able to have Summerfest, even though they postponed it and they canceled it, they decided from a cost savings uh, standpoint, it was best just to cancel all events on their grounds. So the writing was on the wall that we weren't going to be able to have Summerfest. Okay, well, we've, we've run Lakefront Marathon 38 times with, uh, um, you know, a course that ended at Veterans Park. Sure, we know how to do this but we just weren't able to get the, uh, the Milwaukee County to give us the permit to be able to get, uh, you know, even if, even if we downsized, we did anything, they were not going to allow Lincoln Memorial Drive or Veterans Park. Is, so. is, is that because it would, like, if you get the permits from the municipalities, like in the North Shore, that, are those easier to get because it's kind of just blocking off roads and running through compared to, like, the county park? I mean, I guess the finish line isn't there, so it's not much different, but it's probably yeah. to them where it's like, well, we can't give you the permit because we have 50 other parks that everyone wants permits for. Yeah, and I, I, you know, and I, I don't want to go on record and say that every municipality gave it to us, but you know, the nor- several North Shore communities hmm. that I was a little worried about you know, stepped up and said, okay, you've got it. Yeah. Um, but it's obviously, like you said, we're running through the streets, they have, you know, officers there controlling uh, traffic. Once we're through there, you know, we're said and done. Yeah. So the big issue was uh, the congregating. And I, two things that I was really, really looking forward to um, as, as benchmarks of whether we were going to be able to have this. First one was, because um, um, I don't know if you remember or not, but the, uh, the well, I was working with uh, Visit Milwaukee, which is kind of like the Chamber of Commerce, and they're very active in promoting Milwaukee. They were totally 100% great to work with. And I don't know if uh, people knew this or not, but the USA uh, Triathlon National, Age Group Nationals, were coming back to Milwaukee. We had them uh, for three years, probably about five years, starting five years ago. Yeah, yeah. They were coming back. And the, um, I was in contact with them. Uh, we went through you know, some of their policies and procedures, what they were looking at. And all indications were leading that they were, they were okay. The city of Milwaukee said, you're, you're, you're okay. We will give you a permit. Huh. And then when it came right down to it, they weren't able to get Veterans Park. And mm-hmm. they needed Veterans Park for the run course. So once, once they canceled, then I thought, okay, the writing's probably on the wall. And then um, the last one was um, there was a 200 uh, girls youth basketball coming to the Wisconsin Center uh, for a tournament that was happening in end of July. I want to okay. say, no, I, I think it's end of July. Anyway, um, it turned out that um, at the last minute, a week before, they got, they got denied their permit. Mm-hmm. So anyway, to make a long story, uh, too late. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, once, the, uh, once those two events were canceled, then we pretty much knew it was, it was time for uh, option B, leading into C. And I assume we're at option C now, which we'll talk about in a second. But I, I have a couple of questions because a lot mm. of us like runners, you know, a lot of my friends we were talking to, it's like, okay, Lakefront Marathon hasn't canceled yet. It does. If it goes on, what does the race look like? And I think some of the questions that for us came up were, okay, you can run a race because it's pretty spread out, right? You could socially distance running, but it's like the, the start corral, the water stations and then the end is kind of like the big concerns and you know you can do wave timing for the start and we were like okay well at the end you just push people through the corrals and tell them to leave or you know it's quick 
but what like did you guys have anything planned that like would have solved like I guess solved in a way these situations or was like were you guys still kind of like uh, even if we do get these permits there are some other issues with just running a huge race itself yeah um I was on a whole a whole bunch of uh different um teleconferences with um there was a uh, rugged rugged races um yeah, they, they put uh, on uh Milwaukee Marathon right they do put on Milwaukee Marathon and they also have put on um uh adventure type races mm-hmm. and um they were talking about uh you know being able to create events where they were social distance and, and, and some other things so I learned some things from that um there was uh uh, conference call with race directors from Chicago with, um, you know, other big cities. And they were talking about, you know, options everywhere from, you know, uh, uh, no water stations. And I'm kind of like, okay, well, that's an idea, but holy crap, you know, that's going to be kind of hard. So on my, on my list of, of what we were planning on doing, um, there was a lot of discussion internally with the team. But from my standpoint, we were going to be meeting. We weren't obviously going to be able to be inside Grafton High School like we usually do for our, our start. So we were going to be setting up some circles and having, um, you know, basically corrals in smaller groups and trying to uh, just basically move a, a corral to the starting line in an order that made sense so that we didn't just have the, um, you know, the fast people finish and then, uh, you know, slow it down so that it, it just made more sense uh, for a flow. And yeah, the water stations were going to, um, you know, we, it, you know, there's so much discussion. I mean, it's like, what do you do? You're not going to appease everybody. So yeah, yeah, not but, even like what maybe like what were some options that you guys have thought of or heard? Just individual, like... you know, in, individually filled small little um, uh, water bottles, uh, disposable water bottles. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, you know that you know, a it's an expense, but we were willing to do it. But once again, there's still some type of handling, and so people may not have cared for that. Um, and then it's like the recyclability factor, you yeah, know, that played into it. Um, we talked about, um, having, having, uh, an aid station with cups, um, just like we always have. And if you didn't feel comfortable with that, uh, we were going to have people that were going to have, um, some jugs that would fill up your water bottle. And if you didn't feel comfortable with that, then we were going to have stations where, um, you could leave a water bottle and just pick it up, you know, your own. Um, so that was, you know, that was the, that, that was really, really a, an area that was like, oh man, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what you do, it's just going to be extra work and just trying to figure this out. And if something doesn't go right, we always run the risk of, you know, somebody saying, oh, you know what, they really blew it on that. And, yeah. you know, that really played into a big factor of, you know, should we hold this race or not and ruin our reputation? So, um, the finish line was probably a big one. Um, I obviously am kind of like the, well, we can have a band playing and then you just basically have to have like a virtual concert where you basically are dancing next to your friend who's six feet away. (laughs) And knowing that uh, what I've, you know, obviously I want to trust people and we'd have, you know, kind of patrols, but it didn't make much sense that way. And other team members were like, no, 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 you cross the finish line, you get the hell out of here. So yeah, yeah, we, uh, we ran the gamut of a whole bunch of different ideas and yeah, in wow. the end, we didn't. We, we in the end, we really didn't need them because it just didn't make much sense for us to go through all that work when we couldn't get what we wanted anyway. Yeah. Well, I th- I think the uh, the ideation though and brainstorming because like 
the question is now what do races look like in the future or like what do events look like in the future will people be doing anything in the next year or two so like the ideas you're saying like i i see that stuff becoming the future of running races in some capacity like running the way we ran a race last year will be different in the future and some of those things will be what the new what a new course looks like so it's going to be interesting to see once like people do get more comfortable with racing and you know people i don't know say there's vaccines or whatever it is right and we start doing something there'll be it'll be interesting to see what a race looks like in the near future yeah and i i have no idea i mean (laughs) no one does yeah i know i know there's smaller events but um you know that are going on and, and doing some social distancing but i mean you can't put on any type of event you know no. of any size Mm-mm. doing you know those type of precautions so i really think it's probably going to just take some some time you know figure out when people you know when we have permissions and we're able to do something and then take it slow and just progress and you know mm-hmm. wait 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 for wait for the runners to uh, to show us what they're what they're comfortable with that's very true um so let's talk a little bit about okay so lakefront marathon in person not happening no races happening on uh, at least a bigger race you say there are a lot of littler races that are happening which is kind of cool to see so like a lot of maybe smaller racing groups who have wanted to do something have been able to do some distancing stuff like on the trails or whatnot but so the lakefront marathon is now virtual so i guess before we jump into that what are what are the options for people who've registered? Is there, I know there's a couple different options for them. Has that passed or are they still allowed to select those options? I kind of wanted to get that out there in case people yeah, weren't familiar reminder, with it. I mean, reminder email will be coming out in the next day or so. Um, last week we, uh, we gave the options. We are offering a, uh, a full refund if that's what you choose, but we're strongly advocating for the uh, deferral. You know, give us a chance. Obviously this wasn't, uh, this wasn't planned by, by anybody but we'd really love to have the support and um, be able to make sure that we're off to a really awesome, great start for registrations for uh, 2021. No idea, no promises, but we're gonna, once again, do everything that we possibly can to, uh, uh, to do that. Um, and option three, we actually uh, put down, um, we decided that um, we, you know, unlike some races where they have a, um, a charity partner, and the little, the little secret on that one is that they have a, a charity partner but the only way that they're going to be getting any money is if the um, the racers donate to those charities. Yep. And uh, Lakefront Marathon's taking a little different approach. We we uh, we try to put some money where our mouth is and donate directly to these uh, like Girls on the Run. Uh, every year we we've given them uh, ten thousand um, dollars. And so we have some other charities that uh, that came on board this year that we want to, uh, to reach out to and and. Uh, so we've, we've come up with option C, which is if you'd like to donate uh, your money or a portion of it, um, then uh, uh, we are going to take 100% of whatever you donate and split it up between the charities that we have. And there's been actually quite a few people that have done that already, and we're very appreciative of those people, and we're going to reward them in some way, somehow, with even if it's just personal recognition. Oh, that's really awesome. That's a good idea on your end to do that. So there it is you guys can defer um or donate your money i think donating the money is a good is a good plan and then 
if you haven't registered yet, not saying that Apostoli and I haven't <laughs> registered, but are training for it, I'm not going to go on record and say that, but maybe that's the case. You guys have created the Milwaukee Lakefront Marathon Personal Distance Challenge. And this is incredible. So did you write all the copy for this on the website? <laughs> does, it, does it read like I maybe so did? <laughs> I, I, I read this as Scott wrote it, and like I was yeah. pretty pumped up. So nice. I had to ask that question because it seems like a Scott it, written it's really like like it's like just like a talk really long <laughs> yeah i love it no but this is really cool so basically what you guys are doing we're doing a lot of cool things within it so i'll like say what it is and then you can give all the cool details and if you miss anything i'll catch up but for 25 dollars, you can register for the virtual race so basically on race weekend you go out and you run the race yourself and then you submit your time and from it i mean it's only 25 dollars, but you're still going to give a branded arm sleeve, a custom bib, three goo branded gels, and a finisher medal after you complete it, which is pretty cool. So it's not like just like 25 bucks to run it. You're getting some cool stuff out of it. Actually before, before you run it. Well, you're, it you're, says on the you're website. Gonna get, you're going to get it mailed to you before, before you run it, but you can't open up the medal until after you run it. Oh, I can't read. Well, that's nothing new that I can't read. It does say this right here. To be opened after you complete your journey. Okay, I read that as you're not going to get it till after. Wow. Yeah. Okay, thanks for the correction. Okay, so that sounds super cool. 25 bucks. I mean, I'm in because I haven't registered yet, so now I can register with this cool event. So what, uh, uh, like, what else is involved with this little uh, virtual race? Well, first of all, you know, the, uh, the package that you're getting, that includes the packaging and postage, and it's actually going to cost you less than what it cost me. <laughs> So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get some numbers. I mean, the whole thing is, yeah, you, everybody, every, I think most people know that this race is produced by the Badgerland Striders. And the Badgerland Striders' mission as a, a, a true nonprofit is to be able to support running in the southeastern Wisconsin area. So I've asked you know, for some, some leeway to be able to make some decisions that are going to help support running. Uh, especially this event, and keep our, our name in a positive positive light. Um, so it, it actually costs us more to be able to send this package out and to you, but you know, so be it. So what what I've decided to do in order to try to pump up some of the numbers is, yeah, hey, let's. Um, if you've been training for this thing, or if you're looking for you know something in fall where it's going to be a lot cooler weather, and you're actually might you know enjoy the 26.2 miles lo- better than uh, the 20 mile training runs that you've been putting in in this heat and humidity <laughs> <laughs> right guys yeah well we, we're not good at the long distance part of our training but we <laughs> won't go into that and by the way i do know matt and i will send a, a, a nice message of you know if you, next time i hear you guys slacking a little bit but he, he is a really nice guy and he's totally supportive he'd be like hey don't worry about it don't worry about it but he can also be a great motivator <laughs> he, he like I, he just, he knows. He sent me some quote the other day when he asked me for an update and he's like, just remember what my coach used to tell me, Alex. Uh, if you're, a, you're either a champ or a chump, what are you going to be this week? And I'm like, shit, that's because I was a chump last week and I'm getting called out right now. And it's like via email and I feel embarrassed. No, Matt's a good guy. Yeah. So anyways, the, um, you know, if, if you've been training as an individual, we'd love to have, your, uh, have you run uh, Lakefront Marathon um, or uh, 26.2. Uh, we, di- we purposely didn't call it the Milwaukee Lakefront Marathon virtual race uh, because we want to get more people involved. You do not have to be, have been signed up for Lakefront Marathon in order to participate. 
in order to try to get some more people, uh, we are um, actually allowing for um, teams. It's back. You can two, three, or four people on a team. And just divide it up any way that you want to. And based on the number of people on your team, we'll send that many uh, packages out to you. So you can do one, two, three, or four. So Correct. fun fact, the Milwaukee Lakefront Marathon used to have relays. You used to be able to actually run the race in person and do a team relay. That is absolutely correct. And I was introduced kind of to the Lakefront Marathon in that way. And interesting, real quick story. I was asked by a neighbor to um, run an eight-mile distance, and I had just started running. So I'm like, well, okay, you know, I've done five or six, so eight shouldn't be any problem. So I am at uh, Concordia College waiting for my turn, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and there's about three people left, and I'm like, oh my gosh, my runner uh, that was supposed to tag off must have gotten hurt. So I'm checking with medical, I'm checking with the officials, and blah, 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 and Lo and behold, I finally just took the bus down to the lakefront and saw him. And he's like, oh, I didn't know where the handoff was. And so I just kept running. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the relay kind of went away because it was, um, it was complicating a whole lot of stuff. No, um, totally. You know, I'd love to have it back. But especially, especially yeah. for this, I think it's important, more important just to get people out running. Heck yeah. Also, uh, Jenny Zwegerman, past winner and usually a top three finisher at the Lakefront Marathon, got introduced to the Lakefront Marathon by the relay. Her and her husband used to do the relay back in the day before they were like, we should just win this every year and not do the team relay. And the relay was probably, <laughs> yeah, it was probably both of them just tagging off to each other and they won. Yeah, super <laughs> funny. Okay, so some other things. Not only can you pay $25 to race this and get some cool swag, but you can purchase a fan pack. So what this is, is right running by yourself for a marathon sucks. So a fan pack lets you and your family participate and your friends participate in the journey. So a $25 kit has two Lakefront Marathon branded cowbells, two Lakefront Marathon clapper noises, a pack of sidewalk chalk for inspiration along the route, and a finishing tape line. So that's pretty cool. So you guys should also add that to your cart so you guys can have fun while you're doing it. Um, also, if you upload your time, you guys are giving away a bunch of sweet prizes uh, randomly. So you could finish last place as long as you submit your time. Uh, you guys are giving away shoes, gift certificates, free entries for next year's race, more gift cards, Badgerland Strider race entries, apparel, and then... I don't know. It's saying that rumor has it that someone might win a big screen television. I'm going shopping. <laughs> and I have no idea exactly what I'm all buying yet, but you know what? As long as we're breaking the piggy bank, let's, uh, let's have a little fun doing it. That's not the screen that you were supposed to put a, the bigger, the big jumbotron that you were talking about. <laughs> uh, that's not the one, right? Yeah, that's not the one. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I, it, only, be, you know, only because it, uh, it would be hard to carry over to someone's house. Okay, yeah. that's yeah, yeah, that's the only money. Thing. Money's not an issue. No. Visualized uh, striders. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah. So as long as we're on that one, real quick, you know, from a sponsorship standpoint, um, I'm actually going to put something onto the website because I didn't think about it until today. But you know, this would be also be a great way of um, I, you know, once again, I want runners just to f participate in something and feel good and have a great chance of winning something for just getting out and just loving life. So. If there's any sponsors that are out there that are listening to this and have an idea of like, hey, I've got a business or I know somebody or, you know, blah, blah, 
I don't care what it is, a gift, gift card, whatever it might be, I'll slap a, a logo and a, a, a link onto your uh, onto our websites and um, just you know as a thank you and create a little bit of branding. So yeah, if anybody has an idea, um, hit me up at Milwaukee Lakefront Marathon at gmail.com. Or right here. Uh, we'll do it. Mimosa is uh, officially sponsored uh, in some capacity uh, Lakefront Marathon. We'll be happy to do that. And Scott, I got to give it to you and your team. Uh, I'm always impressed by the ideas you're coming up with. It's only been a year and a half since you've taken over the Lakefront Marathon or just a little bit over under two, two years? Two and a half. Just a Two and a half. This would, this would have been my uh, th- third year, yeah. It would have been the third. So I, I love what you always are coming up with. And one thing with, with us right now in the business of the restaurants, uh, it was a very saturated world for restaurateurs, especially Milwaukee. You're seeing it right now. Places are closing left and right uh, because everybody that had a successful dinner night with their friends uh, – you know, some people decided, oh, hey, you should open a restaurant. Um, <laughs> not, not, of course, there's, there's the vast majority are excellent restaurateurs, but th- there were more and more people going into the business of restaurants. And what I'm seeing uh, is in the race world, a lot of people, well, we won't have to say names and uh, race names, but we're going into the race world and kind of taking over the share of the pie that, you know, deservingly, uh, the Badgerline Striders had had all these years. So is there a hope that this is going to take away a lot of the, I don't like to use this term a lot, and I keep saying it, it separates the men from the boys. Uh, Do you think a lot of them are going to exit this field to leave room for the ones that truly do it for the purpose of running? This is not just a business for you. Yeah, it's something that I think about often. Um, I don't get to make that decision. You know, just like any business, customers make the decisions. Um, I just have a I just have a venue for them to be able to say, it, you know, it, this is an option. Is it the best option for me? Um, I take a look at some races and I'm like, Are you kidding me? You're charging hundred, you know, almost a hundred dollars for a for a half. And yeah, you get but the thing is, you get free stuff. I'm like, it's not free. You're paying for their logo on, on some type of apparel. You're just paying for it. That's all. Um, so I feel as if the we have a really, really great, um, you know, at Lakefront Marathon, I sh- I'm talking about, have a really great um, uh, value to be able to offer. Now, if somebody agrees with that by taking a look at uh, fall marathons and says, hey, you know, you know, for 80 bucks, I can get into uh, this race and I'm going to get this, 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 and this. I can do that because we, you know, we are strictly 100% volunteer organization. Um, we really do, you know, have the expertise, and we have our equipment paid for and everything else, and you know, la la la. But if somebody else wants to pay $45 for a 5K because you know there's some pictures of beads being thrown, um, you know, so be it. You know, if you want to stand in line for for two beers, uh, you know, in a in a tent and and their, and their light beers, that's totally up to you. So as far as the, I don't want to really rip anybody, um, but I do think that there are some race organization, um, race management companies that are, they're feeling the crunch big time right now, and that's why you see so many different virtual events with different names, but basically the same type of stuff. I mean, what else can they do? Mm-hmm. So we'll see what we'll see what happens out of it, but. I think Badgerland Strider races, um, we've got a great history. 
um, and longevity. And we will obviously be able to weather the storm, no problem. And we're looking forward to that first race that we can put on live in person again. Yeah, you guys, when that happens, you better bring the beer because people are going to be ready for that one. And you can have more than two. That's the model. <laughs> Zing right there on those other races. Um, one thing you guys did leave out of the fan pack, though, is to also mail a six-pack because if I'm watching the Lakefront Marathon, I feel like I need to have a couple beers to really get my cheering to the next level. That's true, but one thing that you we didn't touch on yet is um, – this is a virtual event and it can be held wherever you are. <clears throat> but what wasn't announced and was maybe in between the were in, in between the paragraphs, there might possibly because I don't have any permits and there's absolutely nothing. It would be totally irresponsible of me to even provoke this thought. But if there happens to be a a Sunday in October that you just happen to be running a virtual and you decide that you want to start somewhere in Grafton where a flag would be where this start line would have happened to be and follow the step-by-step instructions that are on the uh, the website and it happens to loop you over to Veterans Park a favorite race director of yours might be sitting there with a table of beer that you could just kind of walk past and grab one or two hmm. not saying that it's gonna happen but it could possibly happen wow i wonder what race that would be if From i had our to friends at lakefront brewery <laughs> well there it is people maybe a hint maybe a beer <laughs> you know you know i obviously i would love you know i think uh, patrick was uh, was talking that when he did the uh, the milwaukee marathon and they had to go to a virtual event he loved running down um the Oak Leaf Trail and seeing somebody with a race bib and knowing that they were doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of a little extra motivation, like, hey, I'm out here, I'm dying, you know, blah, 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 but it's great to see somebody else. No, That's think... kind of the, the idea. Obviously, I don't want to promote large groups, and this event is not going to be large. It, you know, if, if you happen to see somebody, it would be great motivation. You're not going to see groups, but you know, if you want to have a little fun along the way, you know, Think in the back of your mind, hey, this would have been race day. This is what I would have been doing, blah, blah, blah. And if you happen to see another bib, um, that's, that's a bonus. And you know, with all the contests that we're planning on, uh, on putting out there, um, because we didn't really talk too much about it, but we will, be in, we will, through social media, be introducing the contests that we will be having. Everything from uh, take your photo of a best race outfit that you'll be wearing, um, all the way through uh, the best... Uh, uh, virtual finish line uh, photo um, and everything in between so bring your cameras have a little fun doing this win some prizes read the website for more details I love it Let, that is a good place to end so where can people register for the race if you go to our, our website www.milwaukeelakefrontmarathon you dot org you will uh, you will see all the details in our um, Lakefront Marathon Personal Distance Challenge. Um, or if you, yeah, yeah that's, prob- that's probably the easiest. Otherwise, it is on our race calendar um, on badgerlandstriders.org uh, also. Sweet. So go ahead over to the Badgerland site or the Milwaukee Marathon site and register. It is only $25. And you know what? Maybe you'll see Apostoli and I out running the marathon on race weekend. 
but here's the big Maybe. one. You need yeah. you need to register this weekend because yeah, with, oh. those 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 sweet those sweet uh, arm warmers they take like four to five weeks to make. These are custom sublimated arm warmers for us. So you need to register by Sunday so I can order these things. This is a reminder that this podcast comes out on Fridays and we release timely information, people, breaking news. So we need you to listen on Fridays. You need, actually, no, you need to listen on Fridays because you need to sign up on Sunday. So if it's Monday and you're trying to catch up on the pod, you're not going to get an arm warmer. Shame on you. So go register right now. Make, let's make it an announcement. Announcement. Okay. Announcement. Announcement. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, somebody's a fan of the pod. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Hey, Scott, thank you for your time tonight. This has been awesome. I'm excited that you guys have been able to weather the storm and put on this virtual race. Um, I'm excited to see what the future holds for the Badgerland and your races. But in the meantime... Let's get registered for this race so we can rock some armbands. You know it. And guys, thanks a lot for all that you do for the Milwaukee Running Group. I, you know that I'm big fans of yours, uh, big supporters. I want, uh, want this thing to succeed. You've been putting in so much effort and time into this thing, too. So it's, uh, it's paying off. We're getting the, we're getting the following. And I uh, really, really appreciate the opportunity that you guys give me, give me and Badgerland Striders and all the runners in our southeastern Wisconsin. Heck, yes. We love every runners. All right. See you guys later. Until next hey, Friday, hey, keep on running. Before, oh, before, before oh, you okay, – hold on a second. Now, we always ask these questions oh, to, to our dang. guests. And you know, <laughs> but here's the thing. You've been on the podcast yeah. before, and we've gotten your answers. We presume they haven't changed. The last time we asked you uh, – the first time, not the last time. <laughs> the first time we had you on the podcast, we asked you what your favorite pump-up song was. Now, we've been asking that for the past uh, month and a half. Uh, on these weekly rundowns and up in here the up yeah, well yeah Yago <laughs> last time you said Yago Yago, Yago. Yago. I know I, I couldn't think of it you put me on the spot <laughs> uh, but just a little surprise our week our song our intro song uh, our original intro song changes every week according to the answer we get so uh, just stay tuned for this uh, this week's this week's remix I always, of our I always, CCP song. I always like how you explain this at the end of the podcast to the guests and our listeners, but now it's been like 45 minutes and they already heard DMX up in here, but now we're explaining yeah, that's it. How we get, that's how we it's get like, two listens. It's that's really, how we get two listens. They got to go back and restart. So. Yeah, no, I'm actually, that's a good call because now it's like, oh, I wasn't listening to that. And now you go back. Boom. All right. Now it's my time to close off. Until next Friday, keep on running.